Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and joining me is co-host Hannah Garcia. Uh, today to talk to you about some breaking news on this Monday, February 6th. Uh, Hannah, you want to come on board? Yeah, um, it's been a crazy week, culminating in um, some even more breaking news. The city manager or the city council has um, put an emergency item on next Thursday's council meeting. Or this Thursday. To, uh, this Thursday. Yeah, this Thursday. Uh, time's going by so fast. Mm-hmm. Um this Thursday's council meeting to discuss the employment of the city manager. And what that means, you know, the devil's in details, obviously that's the heading and that's already gotten some headlines from KUT. We'll put that link at that, that story in the show notes. And I'm sure there'll be more reporting on that today and into tomorrow. But ultimately, uh, you know, it, it, I think that the, the focus is going to be, and we'll, my speculation is it'll be around uh, more the city's communications uh, to the public about it. Um, ultimately, for those who aren't aware again, the city of Austin is a council uh, manager form of government where the, the city manager is uh, think of the city manager as the CEO of the city and the council is the board, the CEO, you know, the city manager reports to the council, but overall they, he or she, or they have the day-to-day purview in all the departments, ultimately, you know, the buck stops with them on the desk. And so um, I think, it, you know, we, we knew this was coming anyway, in terms of a, just an analysis or a debrief on just what, what happened there was a lot that happened. I know there, there, at least as of last night, I think KT reported about 30,000 last night to store without power. I know there are folks without power to, as of today at 237. And so there's a lot to unpack about that. But also thinking about what we do in the future, because these kind of in, these kind of incidents, these occurrences will are going to go are going to become likely more frequent and more intense. And what can be done in the future? And so, uh, but hey, what are your thoughts on this? That that the mayor's office posted that in the council message board uh, about their intent, the special item at 11, about 11, 14 this morning. And just, uh, we surprised us all uh, by that. I, I was personally surprised. I think, you know, I personally did a lot of research because I, I wanted to know why this happened, you know, what led to this happening. And I think there's a certain level of understanding on my end that this was a result of years and years of policy decisions. And, you know, um, Austin Energy is not exactly rolling around in money. You know, we just raised rates to um, kind of bridge the gap for an almost $30 million revenue gap. And so, you know, there's a lot of a lot of need for infrastructure, you know, upgrades and such. But I, I really don't think that we, you know, firing the city manager is, you know, necessarily the option, even if that, you know, I we don't know if that's on the table yet, just because mm-hmm. it it wasn't just his fault. Obviously there was some management issues. I think, you know, when, when that first day happened, there was, there was a lack of communication. I think, you know, just viewing Twitter, Facebook and other social media platforms, a lot of people were frustrated about that. And so I definitely think they should have a conversation of how in the future they can better communicate to the public in situations like these. But um, I definitely think there's going to be a need to look at the policy that got us here. You know, why were the trees there? Mm -hmm. Um, You know um, why, why didn't we bury the lines? You know, you know, there needs to be, you know, a conversation about why we got here rather than just kind of, you know, saying like, um, like, okay, this person screwed it up. Let's blame them. Just because, you know, at the end of the day, we don't get to a big issue without years and years of policy decisions that get us there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really do think that the city should be very thoughtful about how this happened. And I definitely think that it may be more trouble than it's worth to hire a city manager at this point in time. Again, this you know? is all speculation, but yeah, I mean, with, you know, uh, 
see our, our C manager, Spencer Crunk's been here since, or been in Austin since February 2018, right? And so his predecessor, that search to replace uh, C manager Mark Gott took about a year, right? And I think, so come back to the idea of like, again, the form of our government with council manager. Let's just talk about that. Let's just say they speculate. And again, we won't know. We'll know more on Friday, uh, after Thursday when they have their council, when council meets, um, at least, at least, potentially we may know for the direction how they want to proceed because also council is the only people that can remove the C manager as well. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, I think the, we factor in the, the practical effect impacts to the city, right? You know, and like that, that this is a defense so they can, the council can proceed how it wants to proceed, but what it means for just the business of the city, right? You have, there are several, this is publicly reported. There are, there are a lot of, there are several vacancies. We have several interim uh, directors in place now. There's an open ACM or assistant city manager for mobility, and there would be an interim city manager. Someone that have to be appointed, but when you have someone in that role who's not, who, who's by the nature of the role, when we has they don't we don't know they'll be there permanently. The impacts of that, the ripples of that, and decision making, I would posit become more conservative, which isn't a bad thing, right? But n- potentially you know it's just it's just a lot slower sometimes not in services but in terms of how you proceed because the person giving you you know orders may not be here in six months yeah, right let alone we're you know, that as far as far out of way it's some, somewhat far but budgets the budget cycle is underway now internally and that'll start in earnest publicly going into may and june to have council recess coming back in august for the full hearings right mm-hmm. so there's a lot of you know, this isn't, these are just, these are the reality of like, if someone, if, he, if he's out, someone's in that role and ripples of that. And really, you know, for anyone who does business with the city, um, you know, council watchers, obviously the city, you know, is, is our council is the citizens, um, point about the people, but for folks who have direct business with the city, whether from DSD or development services department, you know, procurements, right. That I think, you know, they will continue to happen, I believe, but it's just, permitting and so on, but it does create, I think, practically an area of uncertainty. And it's something we're, you know, we're looking at, we're, we look at day-to-day with our clients. We will be looking at rather day-to-day for our clients as this proceeds, because we, I couldn't tell you how it'll shake out, but it will have ripples. Yeah. And not only that, an executive search could cost the city, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, And so I think it's definitely something to weigh just because of the heavy price tag it'll have and we also just gave the city manager a raise recently um and so there's there's a lot of of moving parts in this mm-hmm. and again uh this is all speculation we'll see fully what occurs well council has work session tomorrow i'm sure this will come up there and then as a special item on thursday and then on the heels of that we have next week on the 14th the audit and finance committee is meeting um, now, currently in their agenda is just just to review or discuss Austin Water, which is, you know, that was the last <laughs> prior to this. That was the boil, the boil, the boil, uh, the boil notices and the lack kind of how those were put out, um, and just the overall process of how we got to a, a boil notice was the big issue. So that's being there was a report about from that was uh, that was uh, like I can't think right now a report that was commissioned to study what happened with Austin Water. That's what will be addressed, we believe, at Audit Finance next Wednesday. And then the next day, in the 15th, we have the Austin Energy Oversight Committee, which is which includes a full council. 
So that was already planned anyway. So a lot of, yeah, we, you know, for those who are, are looking for questions or rather answers from the city, and we'll have links to the show notes about from work session and, and include all the different uh, hearings will come up, but it's a good chance to see your council in action about how they're looking to address this practically, you know, whether, you know, you agree with them or not, you'll, you're, they are taking steps to dig into it, dig into it. And ideally, or hopefully we'll come out with some solutions on how to mitigate this in the future. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, one, one, you know, light at the end of the tunnel was it, this is like what their third or fourth week in office. Oh, right well, now. I think as of today, this is their month in. Yes. One yeah, in so six. They're a month in. And I think, you know, like uh, council members, Ryan Alter, council members, you know, Jose Velasquez and Zoe Caudry, um, you know, they handled this really well, considering this is their first time out here. I think, you know, they were out in the community doing what they needed to do, communicating as best as they can. So, you know, I just want to thank them and the rest of the council members for all that they did, because I know I was without power for almost five days. And so, you know, it was definitely good to kind of see all of the stuff they were doing and have a place to go. You know, you're in D9. Like my parents, they were, my parents were in D8. They had district, district eight. They had, I think they lost power from Tuesday till Thursday evening. And again, right, I, we were watching, we we post this in our, on the own group Instagram page, but there are, you know, I think from the, and I also want to salute the folks, the linemen out there who are worked all through the last week and up to now on clearing these because it's not a, it's not a black and white issue. Like it's not just, it's not as simple, I think, as people want to make it sometimes in the press, right? And so it's, yeah. It's, you know, the people in the front lines of this who are out there clearing the trees, going back and fixing lines after trees have fallen again. Um, but to your point, Hannah, about, you know, look at the tree code, you know, the tree code, the land development code, just, you know, no, these things don't happen out of nowhere. And I think the degree, and I hope that council and making decisions about, pol- you know, because really the pol- it's the policies that we can just going forward, mm-hmm. right? That we look and study those and say, okay, yes. You know, there, you know, there are folks, there are interests on all sides who may want more of this or less of that, but ultimately really digging into mit- mitigating and having those hard conversations and recognizing there may not be sacred cows or there may not be sacred cows and how we deal with it. If we truly want to make sure, um, you know, we, we don't repeat what happened last week. I mean, and bearing power lines, maybe a part of that is a cost of that, but even then, right, you can't bury them everywhere, I believe. So, yeah, no. So I definitely think we're going to have to look at, you know, where we build trees. Um, or plant where trees. We, yeah, where we plant trees. Excuse me, we can't build I them. I wish we could build them, yeah. <laughs> where we plant them, you know, where we prune them, you know, whether that's, you know, eight feet or within four feet of, of power lines. And so just looking at that and recognizing that we're going to continue to have storms like this, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's every year or every other year, this isn't the last time this is going to happen. And I, I hate to say that, but I, I really do think that's the truth. And so, you know, we've got to prepare for, you know, the next 20 years and what that's going to look like. Definitely. And I think as well for citizens who are looking to engage, you know, with around the uh, what happened last week and just the, the aftermath and how do we mitigate it, keep in mind, right, I think it it's it's not going to happen overnight. And I think, you know, whatever, whatever discussions start happening this week and next week, apart from the city manager, whoever comes to that, it's it's going to be a process that may take six months to a year, right? To get to get, to get actual policies, you'll probably see resolutions first, and then order. You know, those are, resolutions are guiding, you know, or, or guiding documents from the council with the city staff um, to bring back, you know, uh, studies wherever it may be. And those things turn to or, those 
those resolutions turn to ordinances. And so it, it's not going to be a overnight process. And, you know, my work, you know, we're, we're council watchers. This is our business, but you know, it's easy. I think for folks, you know, within time, like three to six months, from, six months from now to lose the ire about this, they had, I think this is a serious issue that affects our city. We can't, we need folks, I think in the community to really stay plugged in on this, right. Regardless of who's on council or not, or city manager's office or not, because those pol- policies of this um, are going to pack this no matter what. Remember who's Medias are running the city. Yeah. Great. So we'll leave it there, but more to come on Friday in our normal weekly recap. And till then, have a happy Monday and a good rest of the week. And for those who don't have power yet, we wish you Godspeed and get it put turn back on. Thank you to Austin Energy and the full, uh, the full, all the linemen out there working, Lampert fine people out there working. And uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the BG Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share with your colleagues. The BG Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. The BG Podcast is a product of the Bingham Group LLC, an Austin-based lobbying firm serving businesses, nonprofits, and trade associations at the municipal and state level. You can learn more about the Bingham Group at www.binghamgp.com. That's B-I-N-G-H-A-M-G-P.com. And for the latest firm news and content updates, follow us on LinkedIn. We'll have a link in the show notes. Thank you.